Hello and welcome back to the biggest and best podcast there is, the UOG Men's Rugby Podcast. I'm Sam, by the way, and I've got Charlie Hines with me today for episode three of the UOG Men's Rugby Podcast. What have you been up to, Charlie? Not much, particularly. It's, you know, we've been told that we've got to stay in lockdown for another few weeks or so, so motivation for uni stuff has rather gone out the window at the moment. Yeah, find, find the motivation to do all that. Um, the excitement of the our week was last night that we had our AGM, which was good to listen to a few of the boys talk about their visions for the club next year and had a little social after that. So that was all good fun. Yeah, I think the AGM was good last night. A few freshers stepping in to big roles, potentially a couple going for VC and then fresh liaison in welfare. So it's good to see that the freshers have like, join the club really well and they're excited to be a part of the running of it yeah definitely it's good to see that they've yeah, invested themselves into it and want to take the club forward because i feel we've been doing well for a few few years now but you know it's good to keep pushing on and have those fresh ideas so those freshers coming in wanting to look at stuff and maybe make changes is healthy for the club i'd say so away from the AGM last night, a couple, one of our boys, Harry Morgan Grant, is doing a charity event. Him and his mates from back home are travelling the distance from Barry to Prague because they were supposed to be going on a lads' holiday this summer, but obviously that's been cancelled. So instead of this, they're raising money by doing the distance cycling, running, and any kind of exercise, really, to get there. And I think they've doing, got a decent way there so far. And a couple of other people from around the uni are doing similar things. Lucy Wakefield... And Charlie Reynolds, both of volleyball and women's football, are doing a push for Porek. Porek, I can't never say that <laughs> word. But um, in Croatia, obviously, they're supposed to go there on tour, but that got cancelled. So they've decided to run, cycle, walk the distance and raise money for an LGBT charity. And then there's Callum Davis from men's football, who's doing a similar thing, but within the UK in 30 days. So he's travelling the distance from John O'Groats to Land's End, obviously not doing the actual walk that a lot of people do, but he's doing it around his house which is something that's pretty pretty impressive. But I think it's great to have all those clubs and well, people from clubs doing things for charity. It's such a difficult time for everyone. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, it's good to see people are going out of their own way to not just benefit themselves academically or fitness-wise. They're looking to help charities such as the NHS and Cancer Research, those types of charities that really need big help at the moment. And it's good to just see that we've got good people in our uni that'll go out of their way to do that kind of thing and obviously there's UGRL as well who are doing UGRL goes global so rugby league traveling the distance around the world across now and up to next year and I think I saw the other day they reached Norway so that's quite a lot of miles round walk cycled from them so fair play to rugby league for doing Indeed, that very well. good shift from them so far so, obviously, last week, me and Charlie spoke about Sports Awards, which is coming up next week, and we spoke about the great work that our SU Sports staff have been doing, and particularly the SU Sports Officer, George Berry, and we have him here as a guest today, so we'll go and speak to him now. Right, here he is, our guest for the podcast, the SU Sports Officer, George yeah, Berry. Thank how you, are you doing, George? How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Obviously, we had our AGM last night, we were talking about that before we had Alex on. So it's good to see him. Good to see yeah, him doing is, well. 
I think he's enjoying lockdown. He's getting very creative with lots of different things that he's doing at home with videos and stuff. He keeps sending me things of him working in a tree. It's really entertaining. So how's yeah, your lockdown right, been, like, George? I think now that the clocks have gone forward, back, forward, we've got longer evenings, whichever way they've gone, and um, it's sunny yeah. and it's warm, and suddenly I can't play cricket. I think now it's starting to aggravate me a bit, but... Like at the end of the day, it's one of those. It is what it is. You've just sort of got to sit tight and wait for it to end. Um, desperately missing sport, though. So obviously, the big thing for the SU is next week coming up the sports awards and obviously the Nomies. But as a sports club, the sports awards is the biggest thing for us. So how have the preparations been for that? Yeah, preparations for sports now? awards have been quite good, mate. Uh, it's taking lots of hard work to try and get everything sort of set up. Um, and work it in so that we can present it. Obviously, there's going to be about sort of 10 different people trying to chip in and do things on the night from various different locations up and down the country. So it's just trying to work it all so that we can get a decent live stream and podcast and chuck it all out there for you guys to enjoy, really. Um, But we're really excited about it. We think that just because it's been a rubbish end to the year, there's no reason not to sort of all come together and celebrate the good things that happened during the year. So obviously this sports personality award is kind of something that you've had in the past, but the way it's been done this year is a bit different. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how that's going yeah, to work so, and how it's working so far? As you well know, Sam, one of the nominated candidates, congratulations, <laughs> mate. Um, sports, sports personality Cheers. of the year this year has just been done a bit differently. We thought, one of the big things with sports awards was trying to pull everyone together in this time where we're all sort of a bit separate and it's a bit worrying and make sure everyone's still included and feels part of the community. So we have open sports personality of the year this year up to a public vote. So anyone at UOG is able to vote on who they think should be sports personality of the year from the five candidates, which are yourself, Georgie Easdale, Charlotte McFarlane, Jordan Fowler and Lizzie Thacker. And there'll be a voting, there'll be a, link up to where you can go and vote on Monday and voting will close before sports awards and then I will let the UOG community know live in the show who has won is Sam allowed to vote for Sam himself Sam is allowed to vote for himself oh you're in the money there Sam <laughs> if, <laughs> if Sam wins by one vote so, we know who it is <laughs> obviously you mentioned before about the celebrating the big things the good things that's happened this year a lot of clubs yeah. have had brilliant years so do you think it's important to, yeah, it is. to it's really, celebrate really that? It's important that sort of while we're in a time where everything's a bit sad and a bit gloomy and a bit dark, we get to celebrate the amazing things that have happened throughout the year because obviously it's all a bit rubbish at the minute. No one's very happy with the current situation of the world, but we have to still take the positives out of it. And there have been loads, as you say, and we'll be running through those during Sports Awards. Yeah, we mentioned... we. Me and Charlie spoke about a few of them last week. Obviously, men's football winning the first winning the league, the twos nearly winning the league, and the threes doing so well. Obviously, women's football as well. So, do you think it's been a good oh, year for UOG sport? Actually, if you look at sort of some of the really cool stats we can pull out, like I'm really proud of how many girls and women we have playing sport. A lot of people still think men are the majority, but actually, our membership of people playing sport, 56% of it's female. So, that's really cool. And then we've got loads of clubs, like you mentioned the two footballs, but badminton have had an unbelievable year. Dance have been superb. Cheer have been brilliant. Like there are clubs who've come out the woodwork a bit and that's really nice to see as well. 
And obviously there's a lot going on now at the moment with people doing charity efforts. So we mentioned a few before this, our very own Harry Morgan Grant is doing push from Barry to Prague, the volleyball and women's football girls doing push for Porek and obviously rugby league doing UGRL goes global. So how important do you think it is for UOG students to give back oh, it's in, amazing a, in a time like this? At the end of the day, as students, as the young people, we're kind of, especially during this coronavirus situations, we are in some sense the lucky ones because we're the ones that we're all being told are sort of less likely to be affected by it in terms of our own health. So to, for people to sort of be selfless and go out and still help other people during this time is amazing. But I think the really brilliant about all the thing that these people, that everyone's doing is it's still bringing our UAG community together. Everyone is supporting all of the different efforts from people in their own individual clubs. And it's really nice to see that even when we're all in different parts of the country, when we should be together, we're still one big team and one big family. Obviously, more personally, Barry, the, yourself, you're the sports officer. So how did you decide, probably last year now, to, well, before that, how did you decide to, why did you decide um, to get into the role? Personally, and this will be properly personally now. Um, so I struggled a lot with a lot of things during university and sort of mental health issues and stuff like that. And the one thing that really sort of helped get me through was sport and being part of Team Gloss and it meant a hell of a lot to me. And sort of with my background in sports journalism and sort of all the media stuff, I could just see so many different opportunities of how I could help in small ways. Like we have the basis to be brilliant and with little tweaks, I was, I just saw ways that I could make a sort of big difference and a difference that I thought was important. And to be honest, I wanted to give back to the organization that sort of gave me so much. And what do you think is your, like your proudest thing you've kind of done in your first year in the uh, job? There's sort of, there's quite a lot really. Um, I'm really proud to be part of the kit tender that we're currently running through. Obviously the results of that will come out when they do, but sort of that is a big thing for the university that will be in place for X number of years afterwards, depending on the results and uh, sort of the work we've done surrounding mental health, working with the Marnie on that. But I think really it's one of the unforeseen things, but I'm really proud of how we sort of, as an SU and myself still been able to work for the students during this time and still make sure that they get what they need in a suitable time. And we've still fought their corner and lobbied for them against the university. Do you think that um, obviously you've been involved in the cricket and you've played rugby league this season. Um, do you think that's maybe given you a bit more perspective from the students' point of view on what oh, they're yeah, wanting? Oh yeah, it's given me perspective from two completely different clubs and clubs that are run completely differently. And sort of, I was very much in cricket my whole time as a student. I played rugby league this year because I filled in once when they were short and then realised I missed being on a rugby pitch so just kept playing um, but sort of to be in amongst the student population it's really in, you get so many different little views that people don't necessarily come and want to talk to you about when you're working but when you're just around training or you're around the lads or whatever you hear things that you can go oh maybe we should be doing something about that and you get much more sort of involved in the student population so one of my things with this job was not to try and sort of be above everyone so I'm at the end of the day I know everyone involved and I'm still friends with loads of people within Team Gloss and it's really important to me that sort of I'm still 
that link with the student population because then it is much easier to get things done for them because then I know what they want, as you say. A couple of times at the end of this year, the games on Wednesdays were live streamed with the help of TV production. How do you think that's something that you'll be oh, yeah, yeah, doing a lot more next year? Grow even more. Um, that was really cool to have. I know that the people who played in those games really enjoyed it, whether it was the netball that we live streamed, the football, the rugby, the rugby league. Everyone involved in it really enjoyed it. So it's something that we want to grow. And it's great publicity for us. It's great publicity for our sports journalism students, our TV production students. And it's experience that can go on their portfolios to say they presented live sport. So obviously you mentioned that media going forward. Is there anything else you'd like to push for uh, next year to introduce? So obviously we're going to keep pushing to free up Wednesdays um, completely uh, with whatever structure university takes when we come back from covid and also just keep pushing on the mental health stuff um i'm really passionate about trying to make sure that we get more university support staff for mental health um when i was running through the elections the waiting list was over 100 people if you wanted to get some help for your mental health and that's not good enough i know that's not good enough as someone who sort of uh was going through a tough time at a few uh, different times in my university career, I was quite lucky that I had a good friendship group around me. Um, if I didn't have that friendship group around me and had to sort of have that long wait to get help, it could have been very different. So I know that some people aren't sort of in that position where they have people they can go and talk to. So I just think it's imperative that we have more people involved to support the mental health of all of our students and also just to keep breaking down that stigma around mental health in sport. And I've, been sort of very open about it this year because I feel like if I'm going to stand there and say everyone should be able to talk about their mental health that you sort of have to lead from the front if you get what I mean if you want people to do something you set the example so by trying to be open about it I've sort of tried to hopefully break down a bit of that stigma. You've got a quite a experienced team with you working in sports you've got obviously got Alex Burnett who's been around since I've been at uni, obviously way before that as well, and Elaine as well. So how important do you think having those two helping you has been this year? The consistency of it is key because if I come in, because realistically every year with sports officer, things are going to be slightly different, but to have people there who know how things run and not only how things run, but the intricacies of what clubs need what and where you need to spend your money and what the expected finances are at the end of the year and also just knowing sort of little tweaks about interclub relations and who to contact and things like that it's massive like their support's unbelievable and there is no way that this place could run without those two working as hard as they do so sort of full credit to them both because I would not have had the year I've had without them so they're priceless to be honest what would you say has been some of like the biggest challenges you've had this year <laughs> in your COVID-19, role as sports officer? does that count um uh, <laughs> there's lots of different ones I think you, you you have to learn very very quickly on the job because it's a brand new job you go from being a student in the student population to being someone who is in charge of a massive number of students and being responsible for them and having to make the decisions about how money's spent and stuff like that and also you have the challenge of you go from being a student, still living with students around students in that lifestyle to having to be sort of someone who disciplines them and tells them off. And sometimes it's a very fine line to tread between your friends and 
what you have to sort of do professionally and that can be a bit of a challenge um and just adjusting to it really i think that's why i really wanted to do a second year because i have now i've adjusted to it i know what i need to do i sort of know what the right course of action is i've learned all the processes and i think that can make a massive difference going into next year one big thing with the with our club especially that we struggled with last year was kind of um participation retention and like keeping players and we saw that with our kind of third teams we had to pull out quite a few games how are kind of the SU looking into kind of making sure they retain students in the sports team so we don't so everyone can play that is a brilliant question um we're working really hard to come up with ways to sort of get people involved in clubs so they can either look at things where they can pay so for instance We'll take rugby as a different sort of kettle of fish because that's about front, the three games were about front rows and stuff, and that's a different kettle of fish. But take a club like cricket, um, there is a membership that covers the whole year, but some people aren't interested in playing indoor cricket, they hate it. So to get them involved in cricket, you could we do what we do for all clubs anyway, which is half price membership in the new year, but so a membership purely for the summer season where they don't train during the winter, but they can come and get involved in the summer. And then likewise can also be involved in other sports during the winter. So they don't have to give up all their time to one sport. So just looking at things like that, but also I think we're going to have to have a look at sort of where we decide to enter teams. Cause if we can get the right balance between teams and students and where we put the teams in leagues, I think we'll get a much better retention rate. I think you said about people playing, Heinz, you said about people playing for different teams. Obviously, this year our threes have had rugby league lads playing, American footballers, lacrosse, and then rugby league twos have had yourself, a couple of American footballers, and then people then again playing for American football. So do you think the relationship between all the team clubs has has grown this year? From watching it from sort of my position, I think it's got a lot better in terms of people helping people out. I think people have been a lot quicker to nominate themselves to go and help out. Um, But that is something that sort of from my very first committee training day, I tried to drill in the fact that we are all one team and you sort of help each other. It can't function without one cog. So we all need to pull together to get the best outcome. I think putting the point across that walkovers cost us bucks points, which costs everyone in the university, from an early standpoint sort of helped because then people were like, well, we don't want to lose Bucks points. We'll go and play for them. And then people return the favour later on. So you said about Bucks. How has it been working with them in the last few weeks during COVID? Do you think it's been difficult for them to uh, decide how the league It must have been murder for them. Um, and I imagine it still is. Uh, the latest update from them is we've, they've got a big meeting tomorrow um, and hopefully I'll be able to give more on sort of how leagues are set up and stuff uh, from next week. But yeah, it must have been absolute murder for them. And I do not envy them one bit because just trying to sort out our sports clubs and how the year's finished has been difficult enough to try and do that for all 132 institutions that take part in Bucks and all of the leagues that they've got must be absolutely horrendous. So they are doing a really good job of keeping us all in the loop and working with us. So full credit to them. And obviously, the biggest disappointment for during this is probably the lack, the loss of varsity. So it's 
the big disappointment for the boys who should have been taking part. But how do you think the SU will be pushing for next year to be bigger uh, and better than it's been I, before? I just think it will naturally be that way. I think Worcester will be very keen to get a varsity on. We'll be very keen to get a varsity on however way we can. And I think everyone will just be that bit keener for it. I think when you take something away for a year, it, the draw of it gets bigger. Look at Glastonbury, that always sells out anyway, but they didn't have it last year. And the ticket sales for this year were ridiculous. They all went so fast because once you take something away and then give it back, everyone missed it. So this time next year, I think Varsity will be bigger and better than ever and we'll be retaining that trophy. Perfect. So thank you, George, for joining us, right. us as our guest today. And as as you saw last week, we've got our second round of the quiz. And I think Tommy is going to join us to be our quiz master. So we're back again with the second round on the quiz. And this week we are joined by our fresh liaison officer from this year and sports therapist student, Tommy German. And Tommy, I, I do, think he's yeah, got us some general knowledge questions. So the way it's going to work this week, unlike last week when it was a little bit messed up, we're going to ask, well, Tommy's going to ask each person individually. And then whoever, if you get the one wrong, then you're out. And whoever's left at the end yeah, wins. Yeah, hopefully I've got I enough believe. questions for that. <laughs> right, Heinzy. So question well, one. What to name is the TV adventurer Edward Michael Grills more commonly known as? Correct. Bear Grills, I would assume. Who am I asking next, by the way? Oh, yeah. So ch- okay. me, I think. Yeah, so Charlie's way, still in for now. How many Doctor Who's have there been? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. Um, yeah, that, that's actually correct. Oh. Um, okay, on to oh, Barry. True or false, there are more grains of sand than there are stars. Jesus. Uh, 50-50, that one. Oh. False. Yeah, correct. Nice, that's, uh, we've all survived. Ooh, okay, back all, to all still in after round one. What year was the first iPhone released? Oh god. Um we'll go with two thousand. Oh one year off is two thousand seven. Oh okay. So first person way, eliminated. What you you should be good at this, knowing your uh, knowing you. What type of animal is in the dish Bombay duck? <laughs> <laughs> What type of animal is in, in the dish? Bombay duck. No, silly, it's fish. Duck. <laughs> These are ridiculous <laughs> questions. So, so okay. Barry's, got, Barry's got a question to you win You also then. should be good at this. Which city will host the 2028 Olympic Games? 2028? Yes. Uh, oh, it's in America. Which one is it? That is true. LA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is. So that's it for this week. Congratulations to George for getting the point for the guest. But it means the quiz leaderboard is now Charlie one, guest one, me zero. And so thanks, George, for joining us, talking really well about everything in the SU. Thank you for Tommy for those questions. And me and Charlie will be back next week with more on the UAG Men's Rugby podcast. Thanks for listening. Nice.